This is the Oxford Review Research Briefing Synopsis for July 2023. And in this edition, Agile Teams and Affective Leadership, an Empirical Competency Framework for Feedback Literacy, Cognitive Flexibility, Emotion Regulation and Relationship Quality, Creating a Just Culture, Creating a Voice that Presents an Identity, Shows Authority and Expertise in a Digital World, Flaunting to Protect the Company, Industry 5.0 and what the research is saying about how AI is impacting workplace outcomes. Leadership development programmes, what's the point? Seeing inequality depends on your position in the organisation. The disruption of management consulting due to digital transformation. Using white papers for lead generation, the PEAR model. What does inclusive leadership behaviour entail and what are its outcomes? Social selling, the use of social media for B2B sales. Using Arnstein's ladder of citizen participants to improve community learning. And using LinkedIn to drive B2B sales. It's complicated. Agile teams and affective leadership. A new study looking at agile teams during crisis situations has found that the core factor that helps such teams remain agile and adaptable was the leadership and in particular what is termed affective leadership. Affective leaders display four key characteristics. They recognise and understand personal and others' fluctuating emotions. They address and redirect emotional cliques caught in negative spirals, particularly. They actively manage team emotions, promoting positivity and motivation. And they satisfy teams' emotional needs with praise and gratitude. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing and references, go to the library and search for affective, that's with an A, affective leadership. An empirical competency framework for feedback literacy. A new study has developed an evidence-based competency framework for developing feedback literacy. The framework includes, firstly, planning feedback, then the good use of available resources, creating authentic feedback-rich environments, developing the feedback literacy of others, developing and coordinating colleagues, managing feedback pressures, improving feedback processes, optimising the impact of limited feedback opportunities, managing the timing, placing and order of feedback sessions, formulating strategies for feedback dialogues and cycles, Designing and executing tasks along with corresponding feedback processes. Presenting feedback in the context of standards and criteria. Leveraging technology to facilitate feedback where suitable. Formulating plans to deliberately trigger action. Creating feedback processes that incorporate peers and others. Recognising and addressing employee needs and formulating suitable inputs. And lastly, distinguishing between diverse needs for feedback. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Feedback Framework. Cognitive Flexibility, Emotion Regulation and Relationship Quality. A new study looking at the relationship between cognitive flexibility, emotion regulation capability and relationship quality has found that Higher levels of both cognitive flexibility and emotion regulation capability 
each independently predict better relationship quality. An individual's level of cognitive flexibility predicts their level of ability to regulate their emotions. And thirdly, lower cognitive flexibility leads to greater emotion dysregulation, which in turn can lead to more relationship problems. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for relationship quality. Creating a just culture. A new study has looked at what factors can help facilitate and promote a just culture in organisations. Now, the study found that, firstly, it is crucial to have a shared understanding across the organisation of what a just culture is and what that actually means. Secondly, management expectations need to be clear about what a just culture is and what needs to actually happen. Training is needed to help people understand how to operate, make decisions and behave in a just culture. Errors and mistakes need to be investigated and the learning shared. A learning orientation culture is needed for a good just culture. And you need to create an incident investigation team where the team becomes skilled at working out the causal factors of errors and sharing the learning. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Just Culture. Creating a voice that presents an identity, shows authority and expertise in a digital world. A new study looking at the question of how gig workers use voice behaviours in open online platforms like LinkedIn or Reddit, for example, to position themselves to clients and potential clients, has found that they intend to engage in a distinct series of behaviours to develop their voice. Firstly, individual-level voice behaviours include signalling status, success, experience and expertise in their choice of words, the construction of sentences and the topics they choose to write about, building alliances within those platforms and distancing themselves from outgroup. The second level are group level voice behaviours and these include things like voice amplification which is achieved online through things like strategic agreement with others, vouching for others or others' ideas, expanding by adding evidence or examples that highlight their knowledge and expertise, justifying and highlighting the intent of others, either in agreement or disagreement or adding weight of logic, muting other voices both to delegitimize them and to increase their own legitimacy by attacking others, moderating others' comments, selective engagement, and faction-building behaviours. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Creating a Voice. Flaunting to protect the company. A new study has looked at organisational flaunting behaviours as an impression management strategy to projecting an image of prosperity through extravagant demonstrations of a company's wealth and abundant resources. The study found that firm flaunting firstly can significantly reduce and even re reverse the damage of a negative event or press, has this impact regardless of whether it occurred before or after the negative event, only tends to work if it increases or consolidates the distinctiveness of the organisation and the stakeholders it is aimed at, 
otherwise it tends to result in even more negative evaluations. And that it aims to influence the influencers. It is the influencers that then limit the damage, negate negative press and argue in favour of the organisation. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for flaunting. Industry 5.0 and what the research is saying about how AI is impacting workplace outcomes. A new systematic review of the current research about how AI is impacting workplace outcomes has found that, firstly, in the workplace there is a strong trend for increasing machine learning and AI and integrating it with human interactions and that the outcomes can no longer be seen as a product of one system or the other. This integration is having a range of impacts across the following areas, things like human resource planning, training and development, health, safety and well-being, performance management and appraisal, employee and labour relations, and recruitment and selection. Now, across these areas, there is a need for greater expertise, development and research into effective human-AI interactions for workplace outcomes, because it's having a huge impact. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for AI Impacting. Leadership Development Programmes. What's the point? A new study looking at how different people view leadership development programmes has found that there are four different narratives that predominate in organisations. Firstly, there's what's known as the empiricist narrative, this emphasises an evidence-based view of leadership, focusing on tangible improvements and evidence-based approaches for the development and evaluation of leadership development programmes. There's the believer narrative, which is rooted in a faith in the potential of leadership training for individual personal development, despite the absence of immediate, tangible evidence of progress. The cynic narrative which challenges current leadership models and practices, emphasising the importance of development being grounded in the reality of the workplace. And then the fourth one is the pragmatist narrative. This is a strategic view of leadership development, connecting separate activities into a coherent system in the organisation and aligning them with the organisation's overarching strategy and goals. Now, understanding these different narratives, which often clash within organisations and between providers and clients, is really important. It also allows people stuck in one narrative to see and incorporate other perspectives into their thinking. Now, if you're into leadership development, I would recommend reading this research briefing. Now, if you do want to learn more, go to the library and search for leadership development programmes. Seeing inequality depends on your position within the organisation. A new series of studies found that structural power significantly reduces perceptions of inequality in organisations and that this reduces perceptions of the need for any form of DEI intervention. However, the study also found that management support for DEI is critical for DEI initiatives to prosper. Managers tend to believe their organisation doesn't have problems, either because they don't or can't see them, leading to a not-here bias. Managers need to see or be provided with examples of diversity, equity and inclusion issues in their own organisation. It is important to recharacterize a good organisation as one that actively acknowledges and combats inequalities, 
rather than simply being one devoid of them. To learn more and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Seeing Inequality. The Disruption of Management Consulting Due to Digital Transformation A new systematic review has looked at the impact of digital transformation of management consultancy work. The study found that there are three broad trends occurring as a result of the new technologies like AI. Firstly, traditional management consultancy services are being moved onto platforms and automated. Secondly, management consulting crowdsourcing, where management consultants are acting as crowd managers, are occurring. And thirdly, the digitization of consultant client matching processes, which is giving smaller, more specialized independent consultants more reach and threatening the larger traditional management consultancies. Now, to learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Disruption of Management Consulting. White Papers for Lead Generation, the PAIR model, that's spelled P-A-R-E. Now, a new study looking at whether the PAIR, and that stands for People, Applicability, Relevance and Emotion, principles or model for constructing a white paper offer any significant advantage in terms of lead generation and sales over white papers that do not conform to the model. The pair model refers to, so, people. And what that refers to is targeting the relevant audience and addressing their specific needs and desires within the white paper. Secondly, applicability So that means providing valuable, meaningful, complete and adequate information that the audience can apply. Relevance, ensuring that the information's timeliness, its applicability is directly impacted by its relevance to the current situation. And emotion. And the aim here is to evoke instinctive feelings in potential leads to influence their purchasing intent especially through the title of the lead magnet, it is advised to choose causal and universally appealing topics. Now, the study found that this model does work and provides more leads and sales than white papers that do not have the above attributes. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for PARE, P-A-R-E. What does inclusive leadership behaviour entail and what are its outcomes? A new series of studies from 2022 and 2023 looking at inclusive leadership has found that, firstly, inclusive leadership is based on four primary behaviours. Firstly, recognising, using and observing the uniqueness of employees. Secondly, increasing a sense of belonging of all employees. Thirdly, expressing gratitude and acknowledging the contribution and effort of employees. And fourth, helping the organisation to become more inclusive and promoting inclusiveness. And there are a wide range of outcomes, including positive outcomes that occur as a result of inclusive leadership. Now, to learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for inclusive leadership. Social selling, the use of social media for B2B sales. A new study looking at the factors that predict successful B2B social selling, i.e. business-to-business using social media for export sales, 
has found that the following factors are significant predictors of success. Firstly, social media use on the right platform with the right community. Secondly, training in the use of social media for sales. And and secondly, training in cross-cultural communications. And thirdly, experience in the use of social media for sales. Now, training was found to be a better predictor of B2B export sales and experience. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for social selling. Using Einstein's ladder of citizen participation to improve community learning. A new study looking at whether Einstein's ladder of citizen participation, a model for increasing community engagement, works and is valid for such things as developing communities of practice and in educational settings. The study found that, firstly, Einstein's ladder of citizen participation is a valid model for differentiating between forms of participation in such programmes. The most effective programmes for developing community engagement include a high level of reciprocity and co-creation. The aim should be to mitigate power imbalances within the relationships. There are a number of factors that were found to affect the implementation of high participation communities. Firstly, the value of the educators or organisations, the values of the community, the level of support within the community, the level of commitment within the community, and the level of understanding about power and its impact. Now, meaningful community participation was found to stem from using higher rung activities such as partnership, delegating power and citizen power. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Arnstein, A-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. Using LinkedIn to drive B2B sales, it's complicated. A new study looking at the impact of posting social, technical and sales content about direct B2B sales into LinkedIn has found that, firstly, no type of post directly leads to sales in any meaningful way. Posts that lead to website visits and followers do lead to increased sales. Sales posts are the most effective at driving website visits and therefore sales. Social posts are the most effective at creating engagement and followers, but increased engagement decreases website visits and sales. Now, technical posts have no impact on sales, engagement or website visits. And increasing followers does increase website visits, but engagement decreases website visits and sales. That's what I mean. It's complicated. So to learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for B2B online sales. Also this month, we have the videos, slides and resources from the members only session at the end of July 2023 about what is the leadership style research telling us. The videos and podcasts that we've got from July 2023 include the June 2023 synopsis, video about creating a just culture, the goalpost coaching model with Keith Hackett, what is neurodiversity with Janet Morgan, what the diversity issues are in the workplace, and then three videos and podcasts from the members-only sessions about leadership styles, what the research is saying.
at the moment. There are all of the markdown files for every single research briefing that I've mentioned above. We also have a series of new slide packs from this month. So we have a slide pack for a review of reflective practice, an exploration of the dark side associations of conflict, power and dependence in customer-supplier relationships, conflict management protocols in management, how cultural values impact enterprise systems adoption, how does the senior management of a company affect the brand, how to predict unethical management behaviour, Humour is a barrier to new team belonging. Identity responses to organisational change. Mutual engagement and authenticity in communities of practice. Online project-based learning effectiveness. Problem solving and exploring complex systems through model construction, systems and computational thinking. What makes dynamic teams successful and why people follow or don't follow social norms in organisations. Now, all of those are available from the library and are connected to research briefings that are also in the library. And that's it for July 2023. As just as a reminder, there are no sessions in August. A lot of people are away on holiday and I kind of take a rest during August as well. And we'll be back in September. So the first live session in September will be Tuesday, September the 5th. And that will be the serendipity meeting. And then there'll be the members only call with a seminar on the last Thursday of the month, which is Thursday, the 28th of September. I look forward to seeing you then. Have a good summer.